Hello listeners and yes, welcome to High Performance Living with your host Salt Rivers. This is a mindset and self-development podcast specifically for individuals wanting to enhance performance, break through whatever is holding them back and achieve new levels of personal and professional success. You're listening to High Performance Living, let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of High Performance Living. My name's Sol Rivers and I'm going to be talking to you today all about deep focus. Now, the reason I've decided to talk about this is I have personally recognised the importance of having deep focus in my life. Essentially, deep focus is, or the philosophy of deep focus, is about creating an opportunity for you in your day that enables you to effectively work on something without distractions. Now, the reason this is just so important for us is that in modern life, we're pulled in all these different directions, both at work and at home. We're kind of juggling these two worlds as well. And we're answering to a lot of expectations that come from the people in our lives. And so how we progress and how we really move the needle and and achieve what we really want, now more than ever in this world, we have to generate deep focus. And It's a topic that is quite a challenging one to address because really the whole challenge of creating deep focus asks that we stop and we look at our environment and we look at all the things that are happening in our life. And we actually question the validity of some of those things. And secondly, we question the order of importance that we give these things. And that's a process to go through because essentially that crazy, frantic kind of stressed um, approach to life. um, You can probably think of someone or maybe you are this person that's just rushing around like crazy, juggling loads of things, you know, multitasking to the absolute hilt. You can imagine this person, like I said, maybe you are this person and there's no judgment here whatsoever it's so easy to become like that um, in our in our world now if you picture that that scene there has to be um, a belief system going on in that individual that is essentially giving importance to everything in their life almost equal importance the phone call is equal to the note they're taking which is equal to the person that responding to in an email and all at once and just like jumping from one thing to the other, that franticness comes from giving equal importance or similar importance to these different things. And so the first step really with deep focus is about prioritizing and choosing what is most important and giving things an order of importance. And of course, you can do that with individual tasks. But what I'm actually saying is this deeper kind of prioritization. So actually giving importance to the very things that you're doing in kind of buckets. So the one bucket might be correspondence, for example. How important is correspondence in your job? It might be really, really high up or it might be quite low down, depending on what the nature of your job is. Every single person will have a different situation And each activity is going to be different for that person in terms of the level of importance. When we're thinking about prioritisation, we really need to think about our own individual uh, situation, what area is most important, and actually give them numbers. So if you're listening to this right now and you're not driving and you can just kind of jot something down, you can even bring out your phone, bring out the notes on your phone, just write down three areas in your life. Let's pick um, work, three areas in your working life, and just write them down, the three main areas. So three areas that you are most engaged with. And once you've written them down, 
Uh, you can pause this uh, if you like um, and return. Now just give it a number, one, two, and three, of, it, of the order of importance that those things are to your, to your job. Once you've got that in place, you, you can really see, whoa, say you're a web developer and building and developing is the biggest part of your job. It's the thing that essentially delivers your paycheck, right? So that is the most important area. Now, this is your deep focus area. This is the area that you have to protect. Now, now you've got the area that you know is most important. This is where we get kind of down to what you can actually do to really improve your uh, productivity in this area. Um, and actually, essentially, it means becoming more effective. So becoming more effective in the work you do is critical to your advancement. It's critical to your confidence because you aren't just kind of churning. You're not just ticking boxes, but not really pushing forward what you need to push forward and delivering what other people expect you to truly deliver on the long term curve. So getting really clear about what you need to prioritize and now moving forward, creating that deep focus. So you've got the area, you know what you need to focus on. Now, it's one thing knowing what we need to focus on. It's another thing actually really doing it. And this is where this kind of bunker time, this creating this space that you can just drop into, that gives you that opportunity to truly focus. And this is so important really to achieving that that level of focus you try and achieve that focus on that most important thing when you've got people coming into your office um when you've got people calling you when you have got um notifications going on your phone all these distractions it's not going to happen. And actually, there's a lot of research now to support this just to show how much uh, those kind of distractions really do impact your deep focus. Apparently, getting distracted just once when you're trying to focus, it can take up to 15 minutes just to get the same level of focus back. And of course, that has a big impact on the amount of creativity that you have. So you're not dropping into those deeper levels of creativity and problem solving and just general productivity. So creating that space of deep focus. Now, the first thing I want to talk about here is the hours of the day that you really set this time aside. Personally, my peak hours are between the hours of 10 and 12. So I've been able to work this out kind of through trial and error. Once I realized that, it gave me an opportunity just to accept that's how I function. So those are my hours. Now, it might be that that is the case for you. In a recent study, 1,500 employees were actually interviewed um, over when their most productive energetic times were. And an overwhelming majority said that they were productive in the mornings. Um, it varied when in the mornings. I think some people it was before nine, some people it was after nine and before 12. But actually a very small minority, 5%, said that their productive hours were after 3 p.m. It just goes to show that you're likely to be most effective in the morning. And that makes sense, doesn't it? If you think about it, you wake up between those hours in the morning, that's when you're going to be most rested. You're going to have the most energy in that time. You've spent less energy. Um, by 3 p.m. you've spent a lot of energy, so it's unlikely that you're going to you're going to have that. Now, some people are an exception to that rule. As I said, 5% did report after 3 p.m. that they were really effective. So that might be you. And you've got to find out where is this kind of sweet spot. And once you've located it, it might take time, it might take a, a few weeks to kind of really understand how you, you 
you know, how you function. There are even apps out there. I think there's an app called Rise that can help you determine when your peak energy is. Um, so that might be worth checking out. So once you've got that deep focus, so let's just say 10 to 12, it really is then about protecting that time. So this this focus period, okay, this this period where you're really focused, this is when you've got to protect that. So the first thing, very simple, give, if you're working on your own, then it's much easier. So if you're working from home, it is easier in terms of like having people distract you. But if you've got a partner or you've got children that might just want to grab you for something, then obviously it's about communication. So the first thing you can do is to communicate to the people around you and say, this is my, my, my peak hours of productivity. This is where I get stuff done. And you might be thinking, oh, but what about my, my boss? You know, I've got to, will I have to speak to them and tell them that this is when I want to just be undistracted? Yes, yes. If you have a, a boss or a manager, then absolutely. If it helps you frame everything in their eyes, so just view, view it from their perspective. So if you're nervous to do that and to kind of declare your need to have undisturbed time every day, essentially the reason you're doing it is to become more effective. So really is in their best interest. So sitting down with them and talking about how this is going to help, maybe you know, negotiate a period of time where you, you figure it out and report back and say, hey, look, this is improved, this is improved, if they're a little bit unsure. Either way, you have to communicate it with them. And then once you've done that, they'll just have an expectation. Oh, that's what's, uh, you know, that's what you're doing. And it's everything's out in the open and can go forward with it. So I really recommend that talking to people. So yeah, talking to bosses, talking to managers, talking to family members, make it very clear. This is the time that I am to be undisturbed. This is the time I focus on the thing that I need to focus on to get done. Now, before I spoke about correspondence, and actually, the the area of correspondence um, generally can be left till later on in the day. Um, your job might be to correspond. So it might be that you are constantly liaising, communicating, corresponding. And actually, that's the fundamental part of your job. And of course, if it is, then that's, that's the area that you want to focus in on. Um, but it might be that if a correspondence is a really big part of your job, that that focus time is actually about the, the kind of content that you're you're actually sharing with the people you're corresponding with or focusing on the basis of your communication. So the actual correspondence side of it, you might want to leave till later. So that core focus time, what's the thing that's going to essentially take most of your energy? Other things you can do, sign on the door. Just if you've got an office, put a sign, don't disturb. Headphones. That can be a great way of just signaling to others. I've got my headphones on. I'm not going to be disturbed. And tell them. You can tell them again. Communicate to your colleagues. Hey, I have my headphones on. That means I'm. I don't want to be disturbed. Um, and they will. They'll get it. You know. And you might even spot people in your office that are like doing the same thing. So, that's it. Communication. Now, the next thing is really to make it non-negotiable. It's so important that you, you, you really don't, don't negotiate on this. This is the thing you protect. Now, it has to be something incredibly, incredibly important, a complete emergency or something really big for you to not do this, to compromise on this. So you can even write down, what are those things? You know, what are those emergencies? Because at, at first, people aren't really going to get it. And people are probably going to just go, mm, this is just like a phase or then even they might just forget actually they might just forget that you've even got this in place so it will take time to embed this remember this the most important work you have to do is the most important work because it's going to move the needle and it's going to drive 
your career forward. It's going to drive your quality of life forward. Um, it's going to really build your confidence because it's the area that is tied to potentially your, your, your greatest achievements. And usually the work that is the most important is the work that we like to put off and procrastinate on. Why? Because we are the most fearful about. So the most important work takes so much energy because a lot of it is in that fear zone. It's in that stretch zone. It's the reason that you might find it hard to do outside of that focus period is because it's essentially really scary. And if you're really kind of crapping it over what you've got to do, if you're in your peak work zone, plus you've protected that time and you're super focused, you're going to be able to manage your emotions, you're going to be able to manage your fear, and you're going to be able to take it head on. Um, you, you, you're you going to have a much, much bigger chance of tackling that thing. And that's something I think is overlooked, actually, when it comes to focus and doing our most important work is this aspect of fear. Because if you're if you're kind of pushing that fear aside, and you're not addressing it as a, as a fundamental part of what you're contending with when you go to do your most important work, then you're essentially just going to procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. So address the fear in the focus period. This is another piece of advice I'd give. Sit there and even say to yourself, this is my, my scary project. Like I am faced with what I need to do and I'm going to do it. And shut your eyes for a minute, breathe, relax, you know, just settle into the activity and just bring yourself into that focus, bring yourself into that commitment, and you will be able to execute on it. If you've got loads of people all around you, or if you've got notifications pinging, your phone ringing, you're constantly going to be pulled out of that state of focus. And also, your anxiety levels are going to be up. And if your anxiety levels are up, then tackling that big fearful project is going to be much, much harder, because you're not coming from a place of calm and focus. So that really does bring me to the end of the episode. And um, I really, really wish the best for you this week with developing this focus habit. It won't happen overnight, but it is something that once you establish, just becomes a really natural part of your day. Take care. And that brings me to the end of this episode. Thank you once again for listening. It has been a total pleasure. If you have any questions or just want to connect, you can reach out to me on social media. All links are in the show notes. And of course, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please share this episode or leave a review in iTunes if you receive value from this so more people such as yourself can find this podcast and benefit from it. Wishing you a great morning, afternoon or evening, depending on where you are listening from. And I look forward to delivering you the next episode. Take care.